Bible podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this message by Pastor Joey Bonifacio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's segment of Meditating on the Word of God. And as you know, we've come out of a series on SQ, or How's Your SQ? And in that series, we looked at five verses from the book of Ephesians talking about the heavenly realms. It says that in the heavenly realms is where all our blessings are. It is where our strength and power reside. And if you miss this message, you can go back to them in our channel. It is where our manifold wisdom is. And finally, it is also where our real struggle is. We referenced a verse in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, where it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which God has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. The idea of opening our spiritual eyes was further enhanced when we talked about one of the last messages or the second to last message on the thief. That message coming out of John 10.10 tells us how the thief steals from us through temptation, deception, condemnation, and even accusation. We follow that up with the last message on how to break free from the cage of condemnation. And we saw not just how the thief steals, but we actually saw how he kills and destroys us. And you again can reference those messages. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus has come to give us life, but there's a thief that wants to steal. That word thief is the word kleptes, which literally means someone who has a a proclivity, a a habit, a, a nature of a thief. And it also is the word steal, which that word is the word klepto, where we get the word kleptomaniac. He steals and we saw how he does that. He kills and we saw how he does that. Today, we want to look at what exactly does the thief steal? What does the thief steal? Now, to understand that, we're going to reference Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, where it says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where, there it is, thieves. That word thieves is the same word kleptes and break in and steal. And that word steal is the word klepto. And in this verse, we see what the devil wants to steal from you. More than just why he's stealing, what, how, he, how he does it, or wh- what he's stealing, or how he's stealing rather, we see what exactly he wants to steal. And it's right there in front of our eyes. Treasures, the things that are most valuable. The Greek word thesaurus, which simply means a collection of the most valuable things in your life, is exactly what that thief wants to steal. Further, it says in the next verse, in verse 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here we find this message on what does the thief wants to steal and how do you navigate that as you grow your spiritual quotient. I've entitled this message, Values Driven Heart, where it says, where your treasure is, where your values are, there your heart will be also. The reality of values begins with that all things have value. The treasures that we have, the something that we all highly value, This is the reality that just like freedom, the devil knows that he can't steal, kill, or destroy us unless he starts with temptation and deception. That's the same way with values. He wants us to value what is not valuable because in that way, he can steal it from us. The reality of values is that all things have a measure of value. And the thief knows that. If you don't have the ability to determine what is most valuable, you can be robbed without even knowing that you've been robbed of what is actually valuable. All things have value. In this verse, Jesus is not saying that, things are, that there are, some things are not valuable. 
On the contrary, he's saying that most things have a value. It is knowing what is truly valuable. He's giving us the wisdom to evaluate the value of things in our life. For most people, when you say value, they think money. Or some people think money in the form of credit cards. Or some people think it's in the form of a house. Or maybe not even a house, but education. Or some people even think of value as art. Others think of value as my family or my pet or that which has life. Some people think of it justice, something of this as environment or the social media or a variety of different things. And the fact of the matter is, all of this have a measure of value. The point is, can you tell which one is the most valuable? And when you can't, the devil can deceive you and steal from you what is most valuable. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 continues. It says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, which is one of the indicators of how, the, how to measure the right value. Some things are going to be destroyed by rust and moth and be eaten up, and there were thieves break in and steal. It says further that store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and do not destroy. The reality of values is this. All things have a measure of value. Some values deteriorate faster than others. For instance, when you look at this picture of different values, all of these have value. But watch what happens when you pizzas disappear faster than the others. <laughs> Some of the things you see in here, like coffee and stuff, or toys will disappear faster than others. Social media will disappear faster than others. Clothes and the variety of different things in our lives will disappear faster than all the others. The fact of the matter is, the reality of values are all things have a measure of value. Some values deteriorate faster than others. Now, there are some things that don't deteriorate over time, like real estate, art, gold, and jewelry, but they can be stolen. Some values can be stolen, others can't. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and, uh, and, and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. There it is. Some things can be stolen, but store for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. The point of the matter is, some of these things can be stolen, and that's the reality of values. Which brings me to my second point. It matters where values are stored. When you store the right values, it changes the game for you. To be clear, God is not against storing. In fact, He does say, store for yourselves. Or that material possessions are not even important or valuable or even wrong. Rather, it's knowing how valuable things are so that you can store them properly in the right place. Back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth. There is a difference between treasures on earth Earth referring to the things that you can see. Earth referring to the material things versus heaven, which is the non-material things. One is natural, the other one is spiritual. One is material, the other one is non-material. It says, but store for yourselves treasures in heaven. In other words, there is a difference in the contrast between these two. Material versus non-material, natural versus spiritual. God's concern is not that some things are more valued, just more valuable than others. God's concern is where you store these things. Our material possessions are, are and even important, valuable are not even not in, important or not valuable or wrong. Rather, it's knowing what is valuable and how to store it properly, whether in heaven or on earth. Here we find ourselves again in the idea of the earthly realms, which we talked about in SQ and the heavenly realms: material versus non-material, natural versus spiritual. 
It matters where your values are stored. God's concern is where you store them. Secondly, where you store determines what you store. When you look at this list again, these are mostly material things. These are mostly natural things that you can store on earth. Now, there is something that you can store in heaven and on earth, and those are the non-material things, and most often, more valuable than any of these things. Take the word hope, for example. Hope is a non-material thing that in many ways is more valuable than money itself or a house, because even if you didn't have a money or house, if you had hope, you probably can one day have money and have a house. Peace is another word that is non-material, but is actually more valuable than things that are material. Trust is important in building relationships. Can you imagine a life without hope, a week without it, a day without peace, or a year without trust and everything around you is fake and not real, or a life without love? These are just a few of the so many words that are non-material and that are far more valuable than material things. Honesty, integrity, respect, justice, non-material things that are highly valuable. Not just these, freedom, knowledge, and even attitude and wisdom. Non-material things like dreams, imagination, inspiration, enthusiasm, and some of the more even higher things like motives, meaning, purpose, fulfillment, and even happiness. This is what it means to have the right set of values. It matters wh what, uh, where you store your values because God's concern is where you store them because where you store them determines exactly what you store. Secondly, the right value, or thirdly rather, the right value stored in the right place is important because the right values stored in the right place makes your values deterioration-proof and even thief-proof. They cannot be stolen. Which brings me to my final point in this message. Now that we know what values are, and now that we know that they need to be stored in the right place, how exactly do you store your values in heaven? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You will notice that the word treasure is repeated here three times. The first is, do not store for yourselves treasures. The second is, store for yourselves treasures. And finally here, for where your treasure is. This is what is known in ancient writing as a chiastic. It is a way of writing to put emphasis on the most important point. And the most important point is not just the storing of values or where you store it, but the fact that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's the final point of the chiastic. To explain that, I need to use this illustration, the heart and the value or the treasure. For many people, we think that where you put your treasure, you put it in your heart, but that's not exactly what Jesus was saying. What Jesus was saying was, where your treasure is, your heart is going to go there. And so it's very important for us to understand that. And that's a dangerous thing because when you don't understand this very simple principle, you're going to be misled by the devil to value the wrong things, thereby moving your heart in the wrong direction. Which brings me to my third and final point. How do you store your values in heaven? Well, the first thing is guard your heart. Why? The Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do, everything I do is guided by that heart. And the Bible clearly tells us what makes that heart move a certain direction are our values. 
And thus, the devil wants to steal those values by deceiving us, by tempting us, by presenting us with the wrong values, leading our hearts in the wrong way. Thus, we need to protect our heart. How do you store in heaven? Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and beyond cure, who can understand it? The heart is a dangerous thing if we don't have the right sense of values. And that's why we need to understand in this next series of messages what is truly valuable. And as a result of that, we can now lead our hearts into the right place. How do you store your values in heaven? Guard your heart. Secondly, curate, cultivate, and compound. Now, the way to do this is to find out by curating the different things around you. When you realize that the values of hope and peace and faith and love, you begin to curate and select these things as the things that you want to have as your values. And when those values are now the things you've curated, you begin to cultivate them into your life. And as you do that, these truths compound over time to become the way you live and the values that in, are entrenched into your heart. And finally, how do you actually store your values in heaven? Pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship. The more you pray, the more you ask God to give you hope, peace, love, forgiveness, faith, the right vision, the right imagination, the right thoughts, the more you're going to see it. The more you meditate on God's word and his truth, and the more you proclaim these things in your life, and the more you associate yourself with people who have the same values in fellowship, you will be able to guard your heart in heaven. And as you worship God with your heart, you position these values for you in the heavenly realms. Let me summarize this short message. The reality of values is that we all value something and all things have a measure of value. And secondly, values, some values deteriorate faster than others. And thirdly, some values can be stolen and some can't. But the second point I want to make is it matters where your values are stored because God's concern is where you store your values. Where you store determines what you store. And finally, the value, right value stored in the right place will be safe and become deterioration and thief-proof. My last and final point is how to share your, store your values in heaven, rather. Guard your heart. Curate, cultivate, and compound the right values. How do you do that? Pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship. As I've told you in previous weeks, we've designed an app called SQ, and you can download it, and you can, as you download it, take this QR code so you can get into the app and connect with the church, and that it will help you to pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship every day of your life. Now, pick up a bread and a cup as you join me in a short word of prayer as we proclaim Jesus, our Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you for this moment where we can once again pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship under your name. Be blessed, be glorified in our lives, continue to mold us and shape our values. In your name, Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg.